RJ deserves an Oscar. To which I was like, but it's a network television <laughs> for, for show. For the CIA. Yeah. CSI yeah. show. Oh, well, maybe, maybe we should add in the hour of sour. Maybe we need to start writing our own little reviews also so one time people can try to follow us and be like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> with this? Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 35 for you guys. Guys, get on iTunes, subscribe, tell a friend, leave five stars, send us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. We are growing, and we know it's because of you. It's so sweet to see those listeners just grow. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, he's got a Paloma covering his crotch because he's so excited about this pod. Most awesome. Uh, that's right. I'm just trying to keep it down. I got it tucked up. How you doing, brother? What's going on? Good, man. Oh, it's been a busy week, B. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It, the podience out here, if they're listening and and most awesome makes a mistake. Now's your time to drink. Yep. Because uh, I it might be I'm, this week. I'm, uh, it might be this week. Okay. Bro. It might be this week. But uh, you know, we're we got a busy week at work. We got the uh, commission at 2.0 knee deep in potty training. It's going real well. It is Porky Pig in it. Well. I, I had that on my nose. Porky Pig in it. Success round two. Porky Pig in it. Poop nice. watch is underway. Poop doing watch. Good. Excellent, brother. Well, uh, you know, you claim to be the talent. You are the talent. So I think Look you can cram for this test. If I show up ill-prepared, it would be a fucking nightmare, and we've heard it before, but I don't think we have to worry <laughs> with you, brother. So, uh, yeah, we have a jam-packed. This is a really fun episode. A lot of segments that we're going to bring you in the hour of power. We have uh, Riff from the Headlines. We're doing Boom. NFL surprises. We're going to hit the MAB inbox, and we're bringing back a fan favorite, a What the Schluck. It's uh, most awesome. It's a, it's a funny one. I, I'm gonna, I want to yeah. hear your thoughts on this. Uh, okay. then, then we owe a little bit from last episode of the hour of sour, our half hour of sour from uh, the map degrees of separation that we'll get into. They're going to do the Neapolitan Showdown, top Boom. three Nintendo games. That's original n- Nintendo games of all time. Then we're bringing back a segment from podcast of old. That's right, a 60-second tale from the frat. Most awesome has a treat for us. And it being most awesome, we're not going to hold in the 60 seconds. We're going to give them a little bit of leash on that one. And then we're going to exactly. finish as we always do with our MVP. Should we get into it, bro? Let's get right into it. Bring us to the jams, B. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, ripped from the headlines, NFL surprises. What are we talking about this week, brother? Well, we're talking about it. Uh, we're heading into week eight here, mm-hmm. and halfway we're point. just talking about halfway point of the season for some most of the teams. And we're just talking about, hey, you know, some of those teams that are at the top, we kind of expected Rams, Patriots. Uh, some of the teams at the bottom were a little surprised, and we want to kind of talk about who, what teams that we think are at the top that uh, might not be there 
for long and maybe some of the teams at the bottom that might swing their way up in the second half of the season here. Excellent. Let's dive in on kind of the game that happened last night, because I know coming into this year, uh, you were pretty low on the Texans. I was a little bit higher on them. Uh, You know, through week two or week three, I felt a little bit more on your side. And now we see a Texans team that is five and two. Is this the worst five and two team that you can ever remember seeing? I'm not sold on them. Right, five and three actually. Five and They're three. five and three. They, they five and three. Their, they, they they lost their first three games and then have won five straight. But I I and it's one of those things when you hear it, you're like, oh, this team is rolling, and they are rolling. They are. Um, but it's funny too because it, it's it's uh, one thing I wanted to start off too before we kind of segue this. Sure. This is as much as we we always talk about the NFL being uh, like a league of parity. It is ever more present in Week Eight. We have nineteen teams. Nineteen teams be that either have three or four wins that are straddling or just under 500. So, 19, I mean, it is chock-a-block yeah. of deep teams. So, um, so do you think that is a sign of so parity, right? Like, And I think for the last two years, maybe we think differently. Is the league super even, or do we just have a bunch of fucking mediocre teams? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I guess, is it the chicken or the egg in that equation, sure. right? I, yeah. I think I think we have a lot. I think the 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 NFL league is so momentum-based is what we're seeing with Houston. They've got a lot of juice going. That's why they got five games that they're rolling on. Um, but also injuries kind of play into that. You know, some injuries can really tank a team. You see a team like Jacksonville where the wheels are seemingly falling yeah. off. Um, and I think all those little things, it's such, uh, it's such a chemistry equation when it comes down to it. And any little imbalance or any little misstep can really have a, a chaotic effect on the team. So I think that's why we see so many you know, middling teams just struggling to, to eke out wins one after another. Yeah, that's funny because I dive in and right now you look at that AFC South right now and you have one team, the aforementioned Texans, that have a winning record. And I think we all right. going into it, it knew that the AFC was the weaker conference. But, you know, there's some teams that are super underperforming. Like, so the Colts, right? I mean, we didn't think they were going to be anything scary. Uh, two and five. Let's jump right into it. I, I think we can jump back and right. forth as we kind of go through the AFC. Then we'll move to the NFC. I mean, is that the best two and five team right now? Like, like a Colts Texans game in Indianapolis. Like what's the line on that? Right. And considering that the Colts were the first team of that five game win streak. And they basically gave them the win. Frank Reich made a terrible call in, in OT to go for it on fourth down, basically in their, in their side of the, or on their side of the field and gifted the Houston Texans, Texans, their first win. So what happens if the Texans, lose that game what happens to that whole momentum are we looking at texans as starting off zero and four and then you know potentially uh maybe two and five or one and six at this point of the season um because they i have them as a team that are that at five and three as the top is probably my weakest team at the top the texans yeah absolutely 100 percent. and just looking at that I, I would have to say i know you're a little bit uh i think we kind of flip-flopped on Titans and Texans, you're a little higher on right. the Titans. They're underperforming with a three-game yep. losing streak. Uh, Jaguars, obviously, like after that Patriots win, like the wheels are fucking coming off of that team. Like I don't, I don't even know. I honestly don't know how to bet it because without a confidence like Blake Bortles, like I don't care how good the defense is, and the defense hasn't right. been that impressive. I mean, that Dallas loss was an ugly loss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they've been. I mean, they got rocked by uh, a couple bad teams on that. So they are not a team that. 
that again, I think that chemistry is is really coming into play. You know, they have all the pieces, they have a lockdown defense, but there's some volatility in the in the locker room, and it's is impacting it greatly. So I want to talk about one more negative. Uh, the Chiefs probably a little bit around the realm of where we thought they would be, if maybe not a little better. Relax, guys. We're not jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. We're not saying that we're yeah. like, don't bring over the Super Bowl brigade just yet. But we did have the Chiefs close to the top, if not leading this division at this time. The Patriots right where they should be. The Dolphins are kind of even and out after their strong 3-1 and one start. Uh, I, will, I do want to bring up two teams in the AFC West, uh, a 5-2 and two Chargers which is a team yeah. we usually see, uh, I know you were high on them this year, I was super low, a team we usually right. see fighting from behind to kind of get that last wild card spot, is looking with like a Chiefs running away with it, already beating the Chargers at home on opening weekend, that they're still playing for that wild card spot, but I would put them in the driver's seat as a scary team in the AFC. Right, four win, uh, four win game, win streak right there, so... Uh, yeah, they're interesting. And, and just a touch point on the, the Dolphins too, Yeah, uh, you got... Brock Osweiler now manning the helm as the QB. There's a little dissension amongst the QB ranks. Plus, here's and I know they just got shelled on Thursday night, uh, but they are uh, minus 45 points in the point differential right now of all the teams that are that low in the differential. So they've given up more 45 yeah. points more than they've they've scored. All the rest of the teams are all teams like the one and six. Uh, Giants. Yeah, team, teams with losing all, records. I imagine it's hard to have that yeah, point differential and still have a winning record. Yeah, and there's there's a there's a couple of teams that are right there, but at a four and four, they are well outperforming them themselves right now, and and I think that'll come home to roost. And up against it real fast before we jump over into the NFC, I do want to say, uh, while I didn't expect the Raiders to be good, this is definitely a fucking <laughs> dumpster fire. Like I don't remember seeing a team dump this early in the season and it's pretty obvious that's what the score is and i think we have a little bit of that in the nfc also yeah exactly i mean the 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 raiders are the most overt and the most talked about right now uh i've i've i think we talked about it in our little pre-bro that seeing gruden such under fire for some of his decisions early on um you know really really has come very quickly especially in a guy who's got a 10-year deal lined up uh it's hard to imagine that we could hold on tight for this long and keep keep them invested in, and and have the Raiders Mark Davis think that this is a wise choice for them to make as a head coach yeah so we'll jump over to the NFC real fast though I did uh since I took time to write it down I'm going to say it out loud Philip Rivers going back to the Charler, uh, Chargers 70 percent completion rating nearly 69 point something uh 17 TDs 69 bros 69 bros take a drink uh just because we are 17 TDs and three INTs jumping to the NFC real quick. Let's hit what no big surprises. Uh, I don't. We're not trying to underscore this. Rams seven and zero though. I think that was a favorite in the NFC on both our books, along with the Minnesota Vikings, yeah. who are lo- uh, leading their division. Also, um, I'll start at the bottom on this. Uh, I think the Falcons. I can't put my finger on it, and I dug around. Like this is a really good football team, and they were a good football team for like. You know, three years ago, four years ago, you know, they were fighting for, if not in that NFC championship game. And a lot of that same talent is still around, and I can't figure out what's fucking happening. And it's pretty obvious. Two things. Julio Jones needs to score touchdowns, and they need a fucking defense. They have, they're ranked right. 30th in points allowed on D and yardage per game allowed. Right. Well, I mean, with their with their defense, they were dealt a couple early blows early on. Keanu Neal, their 
I would say near Pro Bowl defensive back safety, uh, run stuffer, playmaker, and Deion Jones, their speedy linebacker, both lost to season-ending injuries right off the bat early. Um, you know, I think that that really shaped their defense. They're going to have to be a team kind of like the Chiefs, like we've talked about, where it's I've got to I've got to beat you forty-eight to forty. One, yeah. you know what I mean. I've yeah. got to, I've got to put up points, and I've got to go all day, every day. They also lost uh, Deontay Freeman. Day. They're yeah. all day, all day, er day. They lost Freeman, um, which I know really hadn't done a lot up until that point, but I think he is a playmaker. And and Ito Smith and uh, Tevin Coleman, right? They're they're running back also. He, yeah. um, I think he just adds like another layer uh, uh, to their offense and uh, just gives a little bit more more um, more options to to go with. So, yeah, and the Saints probably a little bit of right where they should be sitting atop sure. the NFC South at five and one. Exciting game coming up on Sunday night against the Vikings. Uh, I know you and I will texting about that, brother. Uh, the Panthers, a, a quiet four and two. The Panthers, yeah, yeah, right. Panthers. Like it is, it is a good squad. Like I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was like a couple of their losses. Maybe it was, you know, they were fighting to like beat the Eagles. But you know, they're, uh, you know, they're in that driver's seat for kind of that uh, first wild card spot. Sure, and and give me a lot me sixty seconds to talk about my Detroit Lions here. Do it, brother. No, no, I'm, I'm excited. No, uh, that's why I'm saving. So we're saving the NFC North for last because you and I are okay, going to go okay, back and okay. forth. This. I definitely you. Brother, you're going to have that 60 seconds. I'm going to need 120 <laughs> seconds for my Vikings, but you need the 60 seconds. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's hit the – so the the West, we can just get away from that. Uh, Seahawks, like middle, like we thought, the Cardinals and 49ers based on injury and just being a fucking dog shit team are where sure. they're at. Sure. Uh, NFC East is up for anything. I do want to talk about, uh, like I said, the Raiders on the AFC side, but the Giants on the NFC side just to – they seem to be kind of letting this year go, but it's – it's with one foot in and one foot out. Like, what's going on with this Eli mm-hmm. Manning thing? I hear ideas for the last two years, like trade him to the Jags or something. Like, I, it's time to move on, right? I don't know who they have on the bench, but this ain't working. Yeah, I believe their backup is Davis Webb, uh, a guy that they took out of one of the like the UC Davis, like a a pretty low, uh, like a low tier uh, college football program. Uh, so yeah, they're they're sitting on here and and. I mean, obviously, last year with their coach and and breaking Eli's start streak was a big, big hullabaloo. They ended up going even starting Geno Smith that last year. So I think Pat Shermer, uh, former Vikes assistant head coach, Let's go Vikes. Let's go Vikes. Um, they, I think he doesn't want to. I think he realizes what he has this season. I think that they roll it out. I think he's got to keep the the wheels on the bandwagon a little bit. And I think he's got to try and find a way to get uh, Odell Beckham Jr. in check. It looks like uh, the owner, guy. Mara. Yeah. Enemy of the pod, o- ODB. Um, it looks like uh, owner Mara kind of sat down and had a little, little man-to-man with him. And I think he might be on the sh- straight and narrow. Who knows? It's only been week one. Uh, also, the Giants crushed you on your backdoor cover right there on Monday night against the Falcons. That two-point conversion stung. Mm, man, how I know, pod listeners, I owed you a four-in-one week, and we walked out three-and-two. We still made money. We that's still right, right. made money, but I owe you better. Oh, fuck the Giants. Uh, okay, and I think right now one of my sneaky picks, you can either go back and listen to the pod or take MA's word for it. I did have Redskins as a sneaky pick to probably walk away with this division, and they're in the driver's seat on that. Okay, real fast, we are up against it. NFC North. Your Lions, what are you thinking, brother? I'm kind of impressed. 
I am. I'm. I'm liking it. Every week we're getting a little bit better. Here's the thing where it all starts, and this Where's has the been. Thing? Here's a, the thing. Give me the thing, brother. Give me the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> so, so the O line is playing fan fucking fantastic yeah we don't talk about it and obviously it's a huge every week they get graded out as one of the top five lines in the nfl and i want to hit you with this brother we were watching the game and the lines were one of my picks and i was yeah. all excited yeah, it was just were. like and you brought it up and hats off to you I, I was just like yeah you know like stafford like throwing around the yard you're just like you know brother don't sleep on that run game of the D- detroit right. Lions. don't sleep on that fucking run game and i, I watched the game because nothing makes me watch it more than have money on it and yeah they were <laughs> moving the ball brother yeah and it's one of those things and they have yet to really go like whole hog into the run uh full force i mean you've got legarrett blunt you've got carry on johnson who's been amazing they're tied for fifth in yards per carry so they're averaging 4.9 yards per carry um, they're just they, they're about 60 carries light from any team in the the kind of upper tiers. Matt Stafford has only been sacked 10 times this season for context that's t- basically tied for 28th in the league. Uh, Pat Mahomes has been sacked last at eight oh, times. Right. There we go. I just throw out a little, just tying it back for those, yeah. all sure. those KC fans just started nodding off when we're not talking about <laughs> Pat Mahomes. I just wanted to bring it back for him here. We added. From the New York football giants, Damon Snacks Harrison, Mm -hmm. eating up the run, big-ass defensive tackle. Uh, Pro Football Focus listed him as the number one defensive, run-stopping defensive tackle, uh, which has been an Achilles heel for them. And guess what? Everyone talks shit on the Lions' pass rush. Yes, We're tied for fourth in the lead with team sacks, I think like 21 or 22 sacks. Um, so I like this here because even if we split their division wins and losses, what they have left, and let's say they lose to the Rams, which I'm just let's chalk it up. Rams are a better team. That's four losses, and that gives us picking up the division wins. We've got to get Seattle, Carolina, which is a tough game. Cards, Buffalo. So that puts us at nine and seven. Yeah. And like we talked about with momentum and the way things are going, and it's a forward momentum league. Yeah. You sneak a game away from Carolina, you steal maybe two games for the Bengals, and now you're looking eleven and or I mean uh, eleven and eleven and five. All right, five. All right. relax, relax, know, most awesome, relax. All right, right, but but you could be sitting at ten and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, let's be honest. Like uh, and real fast, we are up against it. We got a lot of pod to pod about. Uh. A wild card team ain't coming out of the NFC East, and one's probably not coming right. out of the NFC West. So you got one coming out of the North, and you're probably going to have one coming out of the South. With that being, you know, the Panthers or if the Falcons get hot, Buccaneers are out of it. So it's you know, it comes down to basically Lions and Packers. Like, um, right. can the Lions have they, have they well, faced I mean, each other yet this year? Yeah, the, yeah, the Lions and Packers played once. The Lions beat them. Oh, that's right. Uh, Those Crosby, all Crosby missed field goals and shit. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so week 17, they they face off against each other, I think, in Detroit. So uh, that's a good wild home field card game. You know, and I'm, I'm uh, I, I see you lines playing the Seahawks this week. You got you got old Brandana's gambling attention. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And real fast, just a fun fact I want to throw out there on the gambling thing since there is no gambling corner. I'm just going to shoehorn in my shit right here. Aaron Rodgers coming off a of bye is a 10 point dog with the Green Bay Packers to the. Los Angeles Rams, that is the biggest dog that Aaron Rodgers has ever been in his career. All right, guys. Uh, I like it. We're up against it. Let's jump into the inbox. Boom, boom. We're there. We're getting a song, though. Most Awesome and I are working on a song for that inbox. Ooh, we got a boy, <laughs> Chris Allen. Real quick, real quick, before we just get into the inbox, yeah. i got to talk about our Browns real quick. <laughs> Two, four, and one. 
four overtime games. If we were talking about a bottom team, they're they're close, man. They're close. <laughs> like really making a run for it. Like in a no. Well, I don't yeah. know. Just maybe making eight and eight, maybe pay, or seven. And I'm I'm with like I I still stand behind. Like it's the AFC to me is wide open. It ain't coming out of the AFC East. It ain't coming out of the AFC South. It's going to be the Chargers, and who else wants it? So right. I, the bounds are on there. I'm just saying, when we're talking about futures and the overs, we weren't that fucking crazy when we were talking talking shit about the Browns. You are right. You are right. Thank you. Everyone That's all I really there. wanted to get in. No, you're totally right, brother. All right, MAB inbox. Uh, so we got a a regular nomadber writes in. A lot of supposedly uh, supposedly we'll get to 1.6 billion on Tuesday. Uh, so this was a while ago. It I don't think it got up that high, but someone did win it on Tuesday. Anyway, if some yep. is somehow balloons to two billion and you're the lucky winner, would you buy a sports franchise? To put in perspective, the Vikes are worth two point four billion. Let's go Vikes. Detroit Tigers one point two billion, and LA Galaxy is worth three hundred and fifteen million dollars. What do you think, most awesome? Look at that. So so let's just assume that you know there's no taxes. You get you get all one point because I think that it was like one point five three seven or something like yeah. that. Like it's like one and a half billion dollars. Yeah, I think you walk with half, right? If you're the yeah, sole you take, winner. You take a lump sum, yeah, yeah. Or, or you take like a balloon payment and then like 29 annual payments or something sure. like that. So, uh, so you, anyway, you, 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 end up, you end up with $6,212. Like have her break down after taxes <laughs> and the balloon payment, sure. Right, exactly. Uh, Uncle Sam's going to wet his beak <laughs> on that. So let's just say you take everything home, right? And we've got all $1.5 billion to play with. If I'm sitting there and I've got the winning ticket in my sure. hand sure. – what fran what 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 am I going after? I, I I I guarantee you I am trying to buy an NBA franchise right now. You do an NBA a hundred poor person. Can I can I take a can I take a few guesses why? Yes, you have I'd guys. love to hear your guesses. Okay. I so obviously like you're not in on soccer because you don't enjoy it and whatever, like you're doing sure. NBA because I think NBA is on the upswing, and you're projecting with the health concerns with the NFL, with everything going on, that there may be some strikes, and it it might be a league that, in the worst case scenario, is on its downswing. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's 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 right there for it. And if you look, a lot of venture capital guys are really circling around NBA franchises to gobble them up because they they realize if you can get in early and buy, I think like the the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Eden, and there's another guy that that teamed up their venture capitalist guy. They got on really low on the Bucks when they bought from Senator Cole <laughs> out there in Milwaukee. So they I want to say they bought it for like 4 or 500 million. I think it's now valuation is like 8 9 almost close to that billion. Yeah. So that's a great turnaround. So if I'm if I got 1.5 billion, I'm going out to Portland. I'm trying to buy, buy the Trailblazers. Paul Allen just passed away. That's the team. Great great city, great fan base. Yeah. Uh, storied franchise, and they got some pieces. I'm, I'm trying to make a play for the, the Trailblazers today. Well, I, I was going to dive in, but I'm not the talent. So, uh, I mean, my answer was, first of all, we could pod day every day or day. Like, we, right, exactly, yes. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a no given. Like, I mean, we're, I ain't saying we go halvesies, but there's just like the MAB Sports Podcast all, all of a sudden becomes like a career option. So that, so that established... <laughs> Now we're talking NBA franchises. I, I buy the Portland Trailblazers immediately <laughs> petitioned to try and ma- name them the Portland Trail Mappers. Uh, how, does, how does the revenue sharing work 
in the NBA? Do you know that specifically compared to like other leagues? Like, are you sharing? Because I know baseball kind of has their own TV rights kind of deals that they don't have to share. Like, if you're out there are the Sacramento Kings, like, do you get a little of that like revenue share, or is it you know? Because uh, what I thought, and maybe it's not the NBA, maybe it's the MLB, but there was a league with some franchises that actually claimed they were losing money. And I think it's the NBA now that I think about it. Hmm. I'd have to take a look at that. Cause okay. I, I, for what I, for what I understand and remember, uh, and this is where you could definitely drink in this moment right here, folks. Yes. Um, is that I believe that they, that they share equally across the board, that they divvy up the, the TV rights and the, and all that, all the stuff that the, the league negotiates with ESPN and TNT. Yeah. I think that that's a, a, a favored nations equal split amongst all markets and all teams. Yeah, it's going to be something um, like that. And with like concession stands and parking lots and shit, like however that works. Like it's, it's not a losing venture. I just know there's one league where it was just like claiming that a team was actually losing money. If you guys are out there and you've heard anything kind of like this, uh, email us your thoughts at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Right. Let us know what franchise you would make a move on. Just kind of like what would be your thing? I think fandom has to be a little part of it. I think, you know, uh, and also like long-term investment. Beautiful. All right, buddy. Uh, let's move on to a favorite segment that we've done in a little while. Uh, what the schluck? And this has a little to do with the holiday season. Uh, Danny writes in, Halloween has fallen. <laughs> Here's what happens. The king of hypotheticals. Here we go. Halloween has fallen on Super Bowl Sunday. Would an NFL coach be able to wear a Halloween costume on the sidelines? Also, could that Halloween costume be that of the opposing team's coach? <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about this. But I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about Marvin Lewis coming out there on a Halloween game with his face painted like a tiger. and then Like a bangle? Okay. Yeah. And then I want to talk about, you know, Bill Belichick staring across the sidelines to uh, – don't say dressing like Marvin Lewis. That could get that could get no, dangerous. No, 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 no. We're we're way too smart of a pod to dive into that stuff. No, um, just give me another. Uh, who's uh, Sean? Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Sean McVay is wearing. He, he gets the he gets the brush. He he puts that 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 beard all over his chin. Well, yeah, yeah he I puts like it like he puts on little fake jowls. He puts on a Patriots hoodie with cut off sleeves, and he's just kind of wearing that over there on the Rams sideline across from. Bill Belichick, like he's doing his impression of Bill Belichick. Like, could that oh, happen? Like, what I, What would he? I love it. I, I thought you were going the other way. I thought you were going to say Bill Belichick was going to try oh, and, uh, no, try, that, try that, and dress up like McVay. No. But that would never happen. Bill Belichick is right. – he's the guy that leaves the light off he's on Halloween school. night. Yep. That's what he does. No no candy out on the porch even. Oh, just at, off. Yeah, don't absolutely, absolutely. Like, yeah. doesn't even realize yeah, it's I, Halloween. Like, we don't have any candy. Like, yep. Right, some kid rings on the doorbell, mm -hmm. trick or treat. He's like, "On to Thanksgiving, on to Thanksgiving." Mm -hmm. That's his move right there. Thousand percent. Uh, so, so here's the deal. In real life, no, they wouldn't be able to do this. I it, this made me think of for those people that are out there that are uh, Mike Nolan, the head coach, former head coach of the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, with the suit and tie. He petitioned his fought which suit and tie exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I looked that up. So I was I was trying to dig in and let me I, I don't want to cut you off, but I'll just tell you no, my good. path and where you went. I tried to dig in on dress code because I was just like, okay, like they used to wear a suit and tie, like, but obviously, like I don't think 
Belichick, I don't know who ushered in, like, we're not doing suit and tie anymore, but I mean, it's so, like, it kind of ranges everything to where it's just like, if Marvin Lewis came out with his face painted like a tiger, while it would be fucking bizarre, and it would finally get a long overdue firing, I'm sure, right. like, I, right. I still don't think it's penalized. No, I I don't think they let him go out there. I don't you don't think, think they, they do well? I mean, for his own sanity, but you don't you don't think they'd let him? It's not like uh like wearing the wrong like uh he's not gonna get thirty thousand dollar fine like the players were wearing the wrong cleats or whatever having message on their cleats. Here's here's how I think you because you know I, I think maybe it's, maybe it's if you if you're not on the field to play like I don't know I don't know. Here, here's how I think if you want to sneak this in, because I did think about, I thought about Mike Nolan, uh, and sure. the reason why they stopped making him wear suits is because they had a long-term uh, apparel deal with Reebok. That's the reason why Mike Nolan couldn't do it. Oh, wow. So it violated their apparel deal with Reebok, um, which I was like, well, why don't you just put like a Reebok, Reebok tie? Reebok tie, yeah, like Reebok that. suit, Reebok get in the suit game. Yeah, exactly. Give, give, so, give me anyway, a seventy nine ninety nine suit, please. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what i think that they do right if you're marvin lewis or or sean mcveigh and you want to go full face paint yeah you start slow you you realize <laughs> that the super bowl is going to fall on 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 uh halloween sure so now you start slow point you got a little bit of eye black week one mm-hmm. then it starts getting more more <laughs> it's basically like think of latimer and the program like how it yeah. got more like just yeah, like he yeah. all of a sudden was like a sugar skull you know for like the right. dia del muerte or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's how he has to slow play it into it. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's what I. I think he would. I think it would be all right. And you know, like winning solves everything. So you know, if uh, who's who's your boy's brother, uh, the Michigan head coach? I mean, if he comes out there with just Harbaugh. with uh, this like one of those fake like beaks, like you get like on the Day <laughs> of the Dead, like out there just painted <laughs> yellow, and he just has like a feather hat, like. I don't know, man. They rip off a five-game winning streak. Like, no one gives a shit. Another coach uh, might try I, it. I love it, though. I think, though, that quite honestly, I, if I was, like, a in the NCAA, I was, like, an NCAA head coach, and I was, like, for some University of Arkansas, like, Pine Bluff, some really terrible team, I would go whole hog into that. <laughs> I would try to get as much into me. You know what yeah. I mean? I look like the Road Warriors from uh, WWF. <laughs> like, I do the whole thing, man. Oh, awesome. Uh, thank you, Danny. Uh, keep the watch, What the Schlucks coming. And if you guys have a What the Schluck, just a hypothetical in sports, you'd wonder what happened, send it to us at it may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. All right, brother. We are cooking through these, and we got stuck because we got a lot of them. Uh, all right. <laughs> Hour of Sour, our O mm. from last week when we did Mad Degrees of Separation, we did have a tie, so we assigned each other. Half an hour, uh, my boy, most awesome, who I've trusted for around a decade of life, said, this is going to be half an hour, this Rock of Love show. Uh, it was a full hour. And I can't just watch half an hour. i got to know which one of these lucky ladies gets to hang, right. or hang around for episode two. Okay, um, I'll go through mine real fast. I'm going to keep myself on the clock because we are up against it, so I'll try to go through really quick. Um this show's insane. I can't believe you actually watch it. So I, I walked I walked in not knowing a lot, never seen an episode. Uh, the crazy thing about Rock of Love is it took me a while to switch gears because I have seen episodes of just like, uh, you know, The Bachelor. These right. are not like, at first it seemed coincidental because every single, uh, I don't know if you guys know Brandana, but I'm from Topeka, Kansas. I don't know if you guys know Topeka, Kansas, but it ain't great. 
And every one of these ladies, I was just like, oh, man, she kind of looks like she's, like, from Topeka, Kansas. She looks like she's from Topeka, Kansas. Like, she looks like she could, like, drink beer out of a pitcher and then, like, play a little pool and darts and then, like, go home and, like, pick up her kids from, like, daycare at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, there is just a, a quality of lady on this show I don't know if I was ready for. As I start to get acclimated you know like when you get into like a really hot bath and you wait for like kind of the temperature to even out and it's like okay like i know what world i'm in i'm kind of getting it um can i give you some quotes from the show that stuck out with me most awesome on this on this first episode oh please okay be like revisiting an old friend yeah no this is great Uh, so you've seen all of these right okay first most of them yeah let me start at the beginning uh big john is um his friend and also his his like bouncer, his bodyguard or whatever. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's the very beginning. Like all these girls are standing there. These girls from Topeka, 25 of them really excited to get in. <laughs> They're standing there and he, he picks out four and everyone gets excited. Like those are the VIP. And then he's just like, you got, you girls got to go. Like they're not even invited inside. Ooh, much like, much like the whole stage experience at a poison concert. That you was got to go. That was devastating, bro. Like I was watching that, and I was just like, <laughs> like my heart hurt for like these <laughs> strange girls with the, like the yeah. So they get that one begs her way back in. Do you remember this Tiffany girl at all? Ooh, I don't know. A hot mess. A hot, and she also hot mess. A hot mess. Okay, so she said um, she had she had a quote that every time it was just like, don't threaten me with a good time. She was just like hammered for like three days straight, however long it took place to do the episodes. But you kind of got the feeling like they had to keep her on just because, you know, like all the drama she was bringing, but she was like trying to start fights. Uh, One quote was like, um, as they're going in. Did she have red hair? Did she have like really red hair? Uh yeah yeah I mean she had red hair like kind of lips like this I'm kind of like puckering yeah, my so lips. Yeah now now yeah now I'm coming back to it yeah yeah, I, yeah. um what one girl's quote was I'm blonde he's blonde we kind of look like brother and sister and that's hot that is a line <laughs> from the fucking episode of television you made me watch um there's three rules in the house only three rules uh rule three is don't puke in the jacuzzi. That, I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a health reason, bro. That's yeah, like I'm not sanitation. saying it's I'm not saying it's a terrible rule. I just after seeing okay. these chicks, I mean, I'm just like maybe she'd be higher than three or lower. Than, you know what? Three is a good spot for that. Um, right. And I, I loved um, Brett Michaels. Every time he had a quote, like it would you'd be like you would say, like he would say something completely wrong with these girls, and he'd be like. And I find that kind of hot. It's just like, it'd just be like, oh, this girl, like, uh, like her eyes roll back in the head and she was puking. He's like, I kind of, I find that kind of hot. And he's like, uh, he's like, I got to, my favorite quote of his, not my favorite, the one that sticks out the most is, this girl's got three DUIs and went to jail. I think that's kind of <laughs> I know, I know. Like everything is just like, yeah, it's just like, she's wanted for murder. Like, I, I don't know. I find that kind of hot. <laughs> and he's like, um, this one goes like, I got to be honest. There is a lot of feelings flowing through my member. That was, uh, that is my, and I did a full hour of sour. That's Rock of Love. Guys, if you haven't caught up on Rock of Love, congratulations. All right, your turn, most awesome. Exactly. Beautiful. Well, you turned it over to me. I did. The, 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 caveman, the caveman Show, man. which is based off the Geico sure. commercials with the Caveman, yeah. um, starring Nick Kroll and some other, other people. 
Um, this <laughs> is people, yes. an awful, right. This is an awful show. And it feels like mm. one of those things where it's like somebody came up with like a clever advertisement <laughs> campaign yeah. and then was like, but I can make this a 30 minute piece, right? Yeah. I can, I can spread this out and, and really sell this as a show. And I, I don't even know who picked this show up. I don't know what show, I don't, was it what channel it aired on? I don't know. Was it? In, it seems NBC-ish. If you, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. It feels very NBC-ish. So basically, what it is is cave. The, I mean, they did some interesting things where they basically try to make being like a caveman in modern era as if it was like its own ethnicity or you know its own thing. So they had mm, a little bit of. They kind of try to turn a lot of those like stereotype tropes on their ears using cavemen. Um, uh, you know, you had the, and here's the thing that I love. Like they, we don't, we don't see it. I only didn't, I didn't watch anything more than the one episode. But we have Andy, who is whose brothers is Joel, who's recently broken up with his girlfriend, and it has like such like the sitcommy name because you never see her, mm-hmm. but he's only on their phone just arguing all the time, and it's just like I don't know Susan, and I was like ah Susan, like why do they choose that name? Like that yeah. that name feels to me like it's such like the. The, the that's the trophy the name yeah. that we would use in that moment. Was she a, was she a caveman um, or a human, or do we know? I don't know. I don't know. But that's the other thing is is that Joel actually dates a human, which is kind of taboo mm-hmm. in the whole thing. And she's got a little kind of like uh, I don't know if somebody had like uh, you know the Asian persuasion or something like that. Like she was down with cavemen, so that was her thing. And all of her mm. friends were giving her shit for being down with with cavemen. And and one guy, Nick, the Nick Kroll character, was very anti um, cavemen dating. Uh, I forget what they called them, like just basically humans or something like that. So yeah, uh, it was it was a terrible show. The jokes were were awful. Here's where I got interested. Ooh. Ooh. I went to I went to IMDb. Sure. And I I looked on and I was I was fascinated by the number of people that actually reviewed. There was like forty seven reviews <laughs> of the first episode of the Cave the Caveman Show. <laughs> yeah. Four, some were ten. Ten yeah. out of ten. That's ins- some were that's one insanity. out of ten. That's some were five point. out of ten. Sure. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's then where I really got interested because i found this one guy nick hedge dash four five seven nine one so whoever this fucking guy is Mm -hmm. um did three reviews okay gave a 10 out of 10 for the caveman and wrote this whole long big thing about that there's actually 13 episodes it's the whole season he's got it he's watched it he thinks it's the greatest thing since sliced bread kate the caveman show came out in what 2007 yes he wrote this in 2016 who's revisiting this nine years later (laughs) besides (laughs) besides the guy revisiting it 12 years later but that was based on a lost bet and it's yes exactly exactly oh but i didn't go on imdb and write a review here's the other thing here that you want to you want to venture guess at the other two things he only reviewed two other things on imdb would you would you like to venture a guess on on two Uh, are they you're not gonna get it okay do they both have nick kroll in it uh, not that I'm aware. Okay, of, no. no, I I do want to do this real fast. Uh, tr- okay, um, I will go. He, two other things that were. Uh, just really no. Uh, I don't. John from Cincinnati and. Okay, I like it. I'm I'm gonna go. Um, God, I don't. Pawn Stars. 
<laughs> I like your diversity. It is, <laughs> sure. It, it, it equals the range that this guy can. Well, the only thing uh, that put him in the crazy category was the fact that I love your point that when he got around to doing this, to reviewing yes. this caveman show. Oh, March 24th, 2016 was a very busy day for Nick Hedge. He had lots of reviews and lots, lots of star ratings that were issued out. He, his other two was uh, Season 2, Episode 5 of King of the Hill, Jumpin' Crack Bass, mm. 4 out of 10. And then he also had NCIS, Reasonable Doubt, Season 13, Episode nine, 19, 10 out of 10, where he writes that Robert Wagner, RJ, deserves an Oscar. To which I was like, but it's a network television for, for show. The CIS, yeah, CSI yeah. show. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, we should, maybe we should add in the hour of sour. Maybe we need to start writing our own little reviews also so one time people can try to follow us and be like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> with this? Uh, that's been our hour of sour. We paid up. Hopefully next time we don't have a tie and we'll jump into the next one. I don't know. Maybe we'll make uh, one of us watch a second episode, continue down the same route. Uh, you can email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. This is the third time I'm saying this episode. Shoot us over. Uh, you guys control the hour of sour. We will watch whatever dog shit thing you throw out of us based on the loser next time for Mad Degrees of Separation. But no more time for that. It is high noon. We are up against it. And we got to talk about Nintendo game, motherfuckers. Bring us to that jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. All right, top three Nintendo games of all time. I know you're excited, brother. Mm. I'm excited. We are children of the late 80s, late 80s early 90s, when yes, sir. You know, when it really video games just kind of took off. Friends would gather around. You would trade Nintendo Power magazines. Things were cooking <laughs> with gas. You, you, would, you would create your own Nintendo games and I did. And <laughs> I, I did, yeah. I'm, uh, but I'm, I'm more like a guy that, you know, rates one episode of King of the Hill than I am just kind of like the common, <laughs> the common ground of everybody. Uh, exactly. I believe you got the victory last week, brother. So why don't you take the ball out for us? I did. Oh, I, this is such a – getting my first Nintendo was such mm. like I – re, I remember every bit of this mm. moment getting my first Nintendo. I remember the night. I remember what we had for dinner. Yeah. I remember how we all got it and the excitement of just having this 8-bit magical machine right in my lap. So yeah. I'm very excited for this. Wait, so it's 16-bit. Is 16-bit? 16-bit. What did I say? 8-bit? 8-bit, yeah. I thought it was 8-bit. Or is it maybe 16-bit? Six, maybe. Fucking, I don't know. It was a, it. It was a oh, blast. Drink, drink everyone. Yeah, well, it was a, freak out. <laughs> it, it was a um, real fast though. You, you didn't get it for Christmas or like a holiday season? No, bro. Oh, okay. I my dad made me say. He said if you save up half oh, shit. of it, I, it was a hundred bucks. You save up half. I'll pay for the other half. Mister Four Star. So I saved up. Mister Four Star. Yeah. Look at that. Who's got his own parenting tip right now, Mister Four Star? <laughs> So we went out, we went to like Meyer, which is like this, you know, big kind of like Kmart type store, bought it. We had Chinese food, Lim's Palace. Mm. It was a rainy night. Yeah. My dad pulled over. This is where you could leave your kid in the car. And yeah. I just sat there with this Nintendo console box with the gun 
Super Mario Brothers, the Duck Hunt combo, and mm. two controllers just staring at this motherfucker, just like, mm. oh my god, I cannot wait to unload on this. Oh, thing. you're kind of young enough too. Like it had that weight. You're like, this is this is a machine. This machine yes. can do things. Yes, this was a legitimate purchase. Yeah. This has some heft and a box to it. So plugged it in downstairs, uh, figured it all out, and literally just went nuts. And Mr. Four, Spar- uh, Mr. Four Stars split it with you. He didn't say he was going to go in 5.0 stars and then come in like 4.0 stars at like 40% of your Too soon. He's like, we no, love no, you, Mr. You Four Stars. We love you. He's like, you, you got you earned $40. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, all right, brother, what you got? So I'm going to go with my number three. Yeah. I'm going to go with number three. Uh, it, it, I almost you could almost go higher with this game, but sure. I'm gonna go with number three. I'm gonna go with Contra. Ooh, Contra. Okay, so here's my thing with Contra, real fast. Uh, solid number three. Uh, I'm yes. gonna write down two numbers and I'm gonna decide how honest you are. You are an honest Potter, an honest most awesome. Do you enjoy this game without the cheat code? No, it's impossible without the cheat it's code. It's Impossible without the cheat code. I got. That's why I gotta dock it a little bit. That's fine. That's why it's number three. Yeah. Here's the thing why it's such a great Nintendo game. Because when I said Contra, mm-hmm. the audience out there, Brandana, what did I lo- you immediately I love, do? I love this audience thing. You, you, said the, you said the cheat code in your brain. It's exactly what you Exactly. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, select, start. Yep. 99 lives. Infinite lives. All right. Uh, That's why it's such a great game. Because I don't remember anything. I don't yeah. remember anything else. But I could, you could wake me up in a, out of a <laughs> cold sleep, and I will regurgitate that. No problem. Uh, all right. I'm giving you 99 points for that, obviously, for the 99 lives. Uh, all right. I have at my number three a – what's the chances of us having the same fucking number one? Uh, at my number three, I have a classic, the classic. Uh, I think it's the first really Nintendo game I remember staying up all night playing. Maybe I told this story once on the pod. I had a choice for my birthday between two games, and I really couldn't decide which one to go with. I did not go with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I said, bring me that game from our first date night, The Wizard, Super Mario Brothers 3. (laughs) Oh, man, it brought warping. It brought, like, alternate ways to, like, trade, like, your Mario going down. Like, there were – the whistles would bring you to all the different lands. Like, it was – I could – it was fascinating how much, and this comes up in other cartridges also, but how much information and just Ross were packed into that little game. Like, it was so much fun. Yeah, very solid one. Um, at that point of my Nintendo game phase, I was segueing from, like, any role-playing games or any of those things and, and getting more into the, the sports games. Yeah. Obviously, you could tell. But, uh, but yes, that, we do, I, I did play that. I like playing that. So sometimes these come up where it will hit on kind of our three years age difference. And this is probably one right. of those things like Super Mario Brothers 3 like hit me in the sweet spot and you're probably a, yes. little, a little Mario'd out. Super Mario Brothers 2? Get out of my face. Uh, also, <laughs> this is the original. Uh, I will give myself a, a one-up your score. Boop. That's not the right sound, <laughs> but 199. Let's go to our number two, brother. Oh, okay. My number two. Um, it's got to be a little game called Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, that, that game I played forever. I think I, I I I never was able to get to to Mike Tyson. Yeah, I, I want to. I like your honesty right now. I like your honesty. 
I, I'm pretty sure I got to, and I, and I have the list up of all the guys and how the order went. Right. I'm pretty went pretty sure I went to the second, like the second time we played Don Flamenco. Yeah. Maybe I got to Mr. Sandman, but I definitely never got to Super Macho Man. Have you played it like in the last five years? I mean, I have. I uh, really have you? I have not. Yeah, you can get on the emulator, but uh, uh, we had guest uh, Chad was on the podcast. I don't remember which episode I was. I think it was like 31 or something. But uh, yeah, he had, he has an NES and he had Punch Out. Uh, still holds up. Still hard as fuck. Some of the games, like yeah. you remember the Nintendo games, and I, we probably talked about it before. But there was a level of some of them were just like next to balls impossible, and then like some yes. games you could like breeze through, like like. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, like in a weekend, like you'd rent it and like beat it. Like there was, and that, that game, that game did have a nice gradual build on how difficult it got. It did have replay value. Did you have this? Was it a game that's a little difficult to play because you had a younger brother, or you guys have a little bigger age gap? So for me, like yeah, we had a big age. Th- gap. There was like Nintendo was a lot of sharing too. So you'd go into Video Trend, shout out Kansas Rental Place. We go into Video Trend pick out your video game but if it's a one player game it was off the table yeah oh that's the yeah that thankfully the six age uh six year age gap i never had to share i didn't have to worry about that yeah um uh, but yes i can only Just imagine throw, what throw them in the toy box and on top of it boom you're playing mike tyson's punch out all night long <laughs> right exactly exactly oh uh, shut up you number two bro uh, my number two right is actually a number one uh, one player game that I bring up. It is the Legend of Zelda. You want to talk about uh-huh. how you get so much information into one little cartridge? Uh, that was wild. It brought puzzles. I mean, you could just you know, it brought me to RPG, which would later lead to other RPG games, which I'm sure led to Magic: The Gathering, yeah. which led to me right, you know right. making tons of friends. Sarcasm. But I played like a little bit of that. You would test out the bombs all night long, like try to find trap doors, had to figure out the mazes. Uh, it's just just burning bushes and doing all sorts of crazy shit. I yeah, Zelda. I loved. I love Zelda. Did you like those? Did you like the, those RPG games a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Early on, early. But again, I I like you said about. Uh, for me, I would I'd reach a, a a ceiling that I could not pass, and then I would just get sick of the game. Like, I, and I wasn't really good at those types of games. Figuring out like the sports games, like really just melded with my mind, and I was able to just figure it out. Plus, they were just all there. There was a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like, it, there was all natural conclusions to it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're right. Also, Nintendo was 8-bit, so I need to kind of put you in the driver's seat. Uh, we'll have you win by exactly 8, so we'll make it 208 to 200 going into our that. last one. You can just feel it in the air that we're up against it. So much potting Ooh. to pod ain't going to pod itself. Who you got for your number three? You want you you my number one? You want to try, oh, yeah. try and 50-point it? Yes, of course I'll fucking try to 50-point it, but it'll be process elimination if we have the same one. I will go with Tecmo Super Bowl. Boom! Yep, yeah, that's my that's fifty pointer. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Boom! I went for it. So by default, uh, I take my Super Bowl. Also, oh look at that! So uh, beautiful. Yeah, I, I pull off the W because I went for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, all right, that's, that's right. Fair enough. Uh, win for me. Sure. Uh, sure. Real fast, we do. Let's give a little hats off to Tecmo Super Bowl. Uh, love. I know we're up against it. Uh, obviously, like infinite replay value. 
Like, and that's not oh. even like hyperbole. Like you just played over and over, like seeing those standings, uh, keeping track of the stats. Like it wasn't, did you ever have to go through the thing where it's just like, am I a running team or am I a passing team? Cause like I wanted to be number one in everything, but you had to kind of decide like who's going to get the right. touchdown, you know, like you want to throw right, that touchdown right. to keep that stat going up and be the touchdown leader. What's your thoughts? Oh yeah. No. Or I would just do like, Hey, this season, I'm just going to pass all the time. Yeah. Or yeah. this Not season, I'm just going to run yep. every single time. Run every let's play. just like, let's just, let's challenge myself. Yeah. Like it became to the point where I was just like, I was like Sean McVay and I was like, the league is getting too easy for me. Let's just figure out how I can make it more challenging for myself. Let's, let's play this game with one arm, but tied behind my back. Who was your team? Yeah, I knew you were going to go with that. Oh, man, I'm trying to. It was the 49ers, man. Like, it was just hard to get away from that combination yeah. of Jerry Rice, team. Joe Montana, and then uh, Roger Craig. Is that who? And then um, yep. the Jerry Rice. The the Rumbler. Who was the, the fullback was, like, kind of legit. Tom deal. Rathman. Yeah, Tom Rathman. It was, it was a good squad. Great squad, yes. I loved, uh, obviously, I loved my Lions, Herman Moore, Brett Perriman. Yeah. Uh, Rodney Pete was a little limited as a quarterback in real life and in the game. Uh, <laughs> I also I also loved uh, the, the Bills the were fun. The Bills were fun. What's that? The Bills were a lot of fun. Bills were fun. Andre Reid, Jim Kelly, uh, Thurman Thomas. But um, I loved uh, the Raiders, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was my all-time favorite athlete growing mm. up as a kid. So I played with the Raiders. Also, uh, LT, the original LT, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, he was unstoppable. Unstoppable. Yeah, he was crazy in that yeah. game. And was it Jim Kelly? Uh, refresh my memory, or was it QB Bills? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Good uh, call. Good call. There you go. I deserve that win. Uh, Constellation bracket, real fast. Just games I wanted to bring up. Uh, looking back, Paperboy was really fun. I think it's hilarious. Yep. You actually inside playing a game when you could go outside, get that literal job, do that, and actually make money. And then. Uh, right. Excite bike. You could build your own track. Just stay up all night building those tracks, hitting those ramps. Like it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Don't forget about. Don't forget about Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, double dribble. Double du- double dribble. dribble. Du- double dribble. Yeah. The and crowd my, would go crazy a, when you hit a, that fucking a fourth three. on there. Uh, baseball stars. I played the shit out of baseball stars. Yeah, I think we talked. About which is, don't walk me. Don't yeah. walk me down that path of base wars again. Talking about just yes, exactly fighting your way for first base. Uh, all right, brother. Very good Neapolitan showdown. Uh, it feels good to be back in the driver's seat. I want to be honest. Where I belong. Let's get into you this. You earned it, my friend. You earned it. I've been waiting for a while. So a little throwback, a little vintage MAB podcast for you guys. We're bringing Ooh. back a fan favorite for the bros. But listen in, ladies. <laughs> Talking the 60-second tales from the frat. We're going to Three times that for a boy most awesome that was so excited for this tale around Halloween that he wanted to share. Take the mic, most awesome. There you go. It's all about my boner. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's fuck <laughs> me that. Yep, there we go. Um, no, so I wanted to share this story because it is it is topical. It is a tales from the frat, sure. uh, and it occurred when I was in college. Uh, I played club volleyball, and we had a tournament down in Dayton, Ohio, the University of Dayton. And it just so happened that it fell right in line with kind of the the Halloween season. And and Halloween in college is a that's a very fun time. It's a very exciting time, especially when you go to the bar. So we played our tournament. We did whatever we did in our tournament. Like we pack like 10, 15 dudes into like two hotel rooms, just basically slumming it. And then we decide uh, we got an invite from one of the Dayton University team uh, guys. Hey, we're having a pregame party. And then we're going to go to some bars. We're going to show you downtown Dayton. All right, awesome, sweet. So we go, we take a cab ride from this hotel, what felt like 20 minutes, 
in a cab ride. So this is this is an important detail because it'll come back later into play. Also, too, our cab driver was very committed to, to the Baha'i faith and really started to proselytize and trying to commit us to try and convert over to the Baha'i faith, which I'm not really certain what it is, but it felt like it was kind of like a um, Harry Krishna type faith. I'm not really sure. sure. I, maybe I could be misspeaking on that. Yeah. Oh, you should definitely. Okay, we, yeah, you should definitely hypothesize. Let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> just kind of. You're on your way to the right bar. In, unless someone converted in the cab. All right, we're in the cab. Like we're getting there. Gotcha. So we get there. We pre-drink. We go out. We go out to the bar. And guess what? We fall back. We gain an hour of time at the bar. The bar goes nuts. Mm, yes. Because now we just we instead of closing at two, we just gain that extra hour. Yeah. My my good friend and I, Johnny, uh, we meet up with uh, two young ladies who are in Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. both the same, both Girl Scouts with blonde, really kind of platinum blonde wigs on there. Mm-hmm. Um, they take us back to their sorority house. When we get back there, all the girls in the sorority are wearing the same costume, and we can't remember or tell who we came home with. We have no idea. So you di- you dissed your bros. Yes, and there's just there's well, you two that left with two girls that are dressed as Girl Scouts in platinum blonde wigs, and then yes. you walk into this sorority, and it is just a sorority filled with Girl Scouts, all in platinum blonde wigs. Yes, yes, and we start to not. I mean, I I was I was hitting. It, we gained that extra hour, so I was hitting it hard. Um, I was really starting to kind of lose. I was in that blackout slash time travel phase we're like all right well i was here now and now i'm here but um but but yes we were like we don't know who the fuck who we came here with we have no idea and there was certain more and more dudes were coming and Mm -hmm. the vibe was just not what we were feeling so all right all right we're gonna we're gonna leave and then ensues our because this kind of predate everyone having a cell phone and yeah everyone having the ability to just reach out we didn't i didn't know where the fuck i was we then decide to walk the streets of Dayton to try and find our way back to the hotel. Okay, so you bail, you bail on this party real fast. So there's no, like, there's no detective work. There's no, like, maybe you guys played a few pool games. Like, you look to see, like, maybe who has, like, blue chalk on their hands. Like, maybe you walk up and you're just like, hey, did I hand you my wallet to every Girl Scout? And the only one right. that's just like, no, I think you grabbed it at the bar. Like, maybe she might be the one. Copy that. You bail on it. You're time traveling. You guys are like, let's hit the bricks. No cell phones. You're old. We established that. Where are we at? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it was one of those things where it's like I almost wonder if we became the guys that are like, what are these dudes here? Because everyone yeah. seemed to know each other. Yeah. And I don't know. That's if, a shitty feeling. I don't Yeah, exactly. So it's just one of those things like, all right, there's not a good vibe. So Yeah, it's almost like you have out. to have like a little pride for yourself. Like I've been at those parties before where like I thought it was hilarious, like I'm crashing a party, and then I realized like everyone knows everyone else except me, and it's just like I don't, I don't want to be here. Like, I, I, don't, I don't need to go through, like, everyone's just, like, cross-examination. Like, I'll just – I'll show myself to the door. Thank you very much. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to have a few laughs. I'll just – I'll take a Heineken and I'll be going. Right. We've got places to be. And, and that's back to our yeah. hotel. <laughs> Which we don't exactly. know where that is. So, so we, we start walking around. And we're actually having a good time because there's a ton of people out on the street. Uh, Johnny, you were my gambling Sherpa, Brandana, but this night Johnny was my Sherpa, real Sherpa, trying yeah. to get me back. So then we get Johnny decides to go and crash a, another party, which we come bashing through this door to basically find like six people on the sofa watching like a movie and eating popcorn. Yeah. It was not a party. Mm-mm. We come and um, 
and and, and I'll, I'll say this i'm some of my more of my proudest moments but i had the munchies so sure. i made a beeline right through the living room into their kitchen yeah just started just housing food how just i mean just grabbing stuff out of the fridge eating it and then i came to set my senses they go this is probably isn't kosher we're not in a party i shouldn't be doing this and now I'm, I'm worried my drug mind goes oh i'm going to get in trouble so i beeline out the side door yeah and I go and I try and I, well, I stuffed a little little snacks in my in my coat. I mean, you got to. You're, you're, I, you already committed the crime if you're going to do the time. Like, is exactly, return a snack yes, and exactly. change anything? What's another pop tart? What's another yeah. pickle? Who cares? So right? you you got that you got that uh, stolen bulldozer feeling in your pit of your stomach or whatever. <laughs> it's just like this. Exactly. Is, this might not <laughs> exactly. be right. I think I made a huge mistake. So so then I get out and I'm like shit. I'm like well. They're gonna come and 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 chase me down. So I they had I went out back to the front. These yard guys on the couch are gonna chase you down. I don't know. Man, I'm, I'm bro, sure they were just excited you the fuck out of there. They were just like, we gotta finish watching Space Jam. It's a little Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> finish watching that, and then at least he's out of here and he's put down our fucking funyuns. Right. So yeah, and and who knows if they even realized it. Um, so anyway, so then I'm kind of like tucked up against this bush, just waiting for my buddy Johnny to come out of the house. I had never communicated with him, so I mean he could have been looking all over the house for me. At this moment in time, I hear a "Hey, hey, what are you doing?" Two cops show up. Ooh. They are, are. Are you pissing in the bushes? You're fucking pissing in the bushes. You're going to jail tonight, son. I'm like, I, no, sir. I, I'm not peeing in the bushes. I'm not peeing in the bushes at all. I was like, you feel the bushes they're not wet feel i didn't pee in the bushes yikes. that was my that was my thing i shit you not i turn around johnny comes screaming up he goes guys i'm really sorry my buddy here has a bladder condition he has a real problem with this we'll just be on our way we'll just keep moving i was like what are you doing what? i didn't pee on the bushes oh, johnny man. and they're like he was like and he proceeds to try and convince them that i have a medical condition yeah. For peeing in the bushes to which my whole defense was feel the bushes feel the yeah. bushes i didn't pee in the bushes <laughs> No, yeah, this Clearly. is this is this is fucking Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Like, don't say shit until you know what the score is. Like, you go to fucking Al Pacino on him. But if my friend Johnny, I will say, he of all the people I know has the ability to kind of go into that minefield, navigate it, and come out unscathed. So yeah, we get out unscathed. Friend of the pod, friend of friend of the pod, get out. He we line back. We get there. We finally see in the horizon. The hotel. It's our hotel. We've gotten back there. So Long just mm-hmm. basically dragging me there. We're separated by a gigantic river. Okay? And this is where my Sherpa starts to lose his senses. He starts peeling his shirts off, Whoa. his shoes. He's like, we're going to swim this river. Okay. I was like, Johnny, All right. this is a bad this, idea. This ain't, this ain't Oregon Trail, brother. Like, this is right. where you cock on the wagon I'm going to float across. <laughs> He's just going right. to find a bridge. We are going to fucking die. This looks like the Mississippi. Yeah, and and it's dark. We're fucking. We're gonna be two. We're gonna be newspaper headlines. We're not fucking doing this. And plus, you're stripping off all your clothes. Like, what are you gonna do? Just why? Why? It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're, you're not gonna be able to like cart them above your head. You know yeah. what I mean? So then, uh, I out of the corner of my eye, I see probably like a half mile away this overpass. We get over there. We climb up the overpass, walk across the highway, climb down the overpass, get there. We're on the other side. Um, we have to hop a fence to get on, to get back into the parking lot of the thing. It's on a bit of a hill. It's wet. I slip. I eat shit. Mm-hmm. Johnny laughs his ass off maniacally. He hops the fence. He slips. He eats shit. And we just kind of lay there just hysterically laughing. Pop back up. 
get to our room and like every dude is like passed out. Mm-hmm. One guy wakes up and he's like, the fuck happened to you guys? And we're just like covered in dirt. I've got tortillas. Like it's a, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. So that my friends is my more than 60 second tale from the frat. Oh brother, this man potty training his second daughter with his first son <laughs> on the way. That is the kind of adventure tales we love to hear brother. Uh, fantastic. Real fast, let's close up with the MVP of the week. Mine real fast. Uh, I didn't pull it back. I know I got excited probably two months ago with a Star is Born, Bradley Cooper bringing out that movie. I have seen it three times in the theater. I am obsessed. It's really good. Uh, Go out and see it. Just really hats off to the cinematography. That's 15 stars. Uh, What's that, brother? I said that's 15 stars. That, Three times that is, that is stars? 15 stars right there. Five stars. Uh, yeah, so hats off to there. Uh, it's just first directorial, like, uh, help write it, like, sang the actual songs, like, dynamite. Check it out. Great. What do you got, bro? Uh, I'm going to go uh, Mookie Betts, the Boston mm-hmm. Red Sox player, after the Red Sox game two win, was out there feeding the homeless. Mookie Betts giving it back. So he's out there braving uh, 30 degree winter weathers and and making a commitment to the homeless people, giving them some hot meals. So Mookie Betts, you're my MVP of the week. Mm, damn, that's awesome. Uh, hats off. Um, go Sox. Yeah. Root for the rest of Oh, going to make a little in me. This has been the most Ooh. awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, episode 35. Guys, Subscribe if you have it. Leave five stars. I know we say it over and over, but we really appreciate it. Let a friend know and send us your emails. We love reading them. Uh, whatever you guys want to do, your map degrees of separation, pulling together, uh, your hour of sour. If you have a what the schluck, uh, you know what? What you you know what's time to turn back on? Clicking the Mabby Hour light. It is back on. Send us those receipts. Get people <laughs> subscribed. We got you around. Stay off that top shelf. It's Halloween. Don't get nuts. Find those specials. But we are your boys, and we got you. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off most awesome? Up, up, down, down, M-A-B, M-A-B, select podcast. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.